This is a film about love in the end of the day, and uh, it's a film about uh, a man, you know, who loves his family uh, and is trying to to get back to them, you know. And it's and it's uh, he has these major obstacles, obviously, but along that journey, he finds these connections with people and relationships and moments and uh, and people who can who help people who try, people who are in his favor, people who are. Uh, who can't? Some people who can't help him, but understand him and empathize. When I first read the script, I thought that I assumed that John Ridley and and Steve McQueen had uh, had made major adjustments to the story because I was thinking, well, otherwise I'd know this story. I mean, it'd be one of those ubiquitous stories that everybody knows about, you know. Um, and so I was really surprised when I read the autobiography that they hadn't changed, you know, um, that much of it. They they truncated it obviously, but they hadn't changed a lot of it, and they and um, and it was really his story. This is really what happened to him over this over this period of time. And so, um, I just felt that it spoke to so many different things. It's so many different, so many different levels, so many different ways of of, of people communicating and uh, and the history and uh, and and the present. You know, and how these um, these are issues that we still grapple with and deal with, and how these issues over over human respect. And uh, and you know and the uh, and the application of human and the allowing of human dignity is still things that we um, we find ourselves conflicted by for some reason. Um, so uh, I felt like it just was a story that was so so rich, so detailed, so incredible, so powerful. I'd seen hu uh, Hunger and Shame, two Steve's other two films, and um, and I thought that he, I just felt he was a remarkable filmmaker. Um, extraordinary filmmaker and I'd spoken to him before about another project and we were sort of trying to figure that out and it didn't happen but I was always so keen to to um, to work with him and you know and that's every day you knew it was an adventure you know what I mean it's, you know he's a sort of director that is always looking for more always looking for to to get everything out of a day to get everything out of a moment um, he works in this extraordinary way. He's, you know, because he's visual, but he's also um, he's also a, a great communicator. He's a great encourager, you know, um, and he works really closely with Sean Bobbitt, you know, uh, his uh, cinematographer and uh, who's a terrific cinematographer. And so, who's so the, the two of them are able to kind of capture moments, you know, in this, um, you know, I mean, he describes it as kind of catching butterflies, but it's. It's it's a it's a real process, you know. Um, uh, he's and so they're just a terrific talent. I was lucky as well that we started the process of filming with Michael Fassbender. You know, the first three weeks were on the Epps plantation, and that gave me an insight, a great insight into their working relationship and how uh, what their dynamics are. It's like learning a language. It's like you know being a child and learning you know how to speak from watching other people and. Uh, and um, and I was very keen to figure out how to communicate with Steve, you know, um, and as he was with me. The touchstone of the whole um, preparation to play um, Solomon Northup was always and sort of almost daily on in the uh, autobiography, you know, on his on his kind of his first first person narrative, his first hand kind of primary source document, you know, historical document that was so. Uh, so deep, so poetic, so uh, had a, a, an extraordinary humility, and and really s revealed the nature of this this um, this man. 
and sort of trying to get closer and closer to that, trying to get closer to closer to Solomon in that context was the uh, was the real was the real journey. The wider historical aspects, obviously, um, some of which I had known about, some of which I read about, you know, uh, were important. And getting down to Louisiana and sort of uh, experiencing the heat and experiencing the kind of the, the, how alive the place is and how, how beautiful it is, you know, um, with the swamps and the woodlands and the, the plantations themselves are kind of amazing to look at. And then, um, and then you know, starting to really deal with, with, um, with trying to find this, this character, this remarkable, you know, fascinating, resilient um, man. Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth? We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two Bs, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. He demands a lot, but he also is very encouraging, very nurturing. Um, he allows you to feel confident in your instincts, and that's in all departments, having watched him now in three films. And just really, he's a fantastic leader and inspires uh, each department in a way that's, um, well, that comes across, I think, on, on screen. It's also very eloquently written. And so it's not just sort of, you know, laying out the facts of the time period and, and what slavery was all about. It's also beautifully told. So um, when I got the script, which I got before the book, I just uh, was very moved by it by the end of the script. I was pretty tearful. And I called up uh, Steve and I said to him, you know, I wanted to be part of it. Um, if it meant like one day's work or two days' work, I just wanted to be a part of this story. I was down in New Orleans about five weeks before we started filming, um, and the first thing I had to find the voice of the character, so I worked on a lot of different... Um, uh, um, Tim Monick is a dialogue coach I worked with, so he sent me lots of recordings of different Louisiana men accents, and then just working with the script closely every day, uh, a lot of repetition. I found it helped, because again, it just raises the stakes and you, you know, you, it, it really drives home the responsibility that we, we were undertaking by telling this story. And um, yeah, because you feel the, you know, the ghosts around you there, um, very much so. It shows the complexity of slavery and exactly sort of all the different sort of facets of slavery, which perhaps hasn't been investigated before. So it's not just the black and white scenario. It's, uh, it shows the economy of slavery. We see Solomon go from uh, a logging farm to a cotton farm to sugarcane. So we see how intrinsic it was in the economy of the South at the time. Um, we see how it affects the oppressors as well as the oppressed in characters like Epps and characters like uh, Ford. And um, yeah, and we see the complexity of the relationships. You know, 65%, I think, of black American males. Um, I've got white blood in them. So that just shows you how sort of endemic rape was, you know, on, on, the, on the plantation. And so, uh, you know, we're all 
part of each other. And so um, I think that's, that's really kind of another area that Steve really manages to, to, to reveal, which maybe hasn't been shown before. It's just being the master and the slave. This is so much more complex. Edgy, fresh, energetic, impressive, captivating, provocative. It's Rob TV. Watch us on RobTV.com. The thing that gets Solomon Northup through those 12 years is a love for his freedom and a love for his family. And that's what keeps him going when things get really, really tough. Um, and also, I feel that the institution of slavery was built on fear. And fear is the absence of love. And so the only way of restoring peace is through love. And, and that's part of like why this story is so important today for us to reflect on that time, to face that time, to accept that time in order to move forward and restore peace. Steve McQueen uh, is a big reason to do this project. He is such an incredible artist and from judging from his other movies, I knew that this was going to be something to be remembered. And then to have the opportunity to play such an incredible woman who uh, endured and lived through so much pain and still had so much, there was so much darkness and light in Patsy at the same time, and that was something that I really was looking forward to exploring. He is one of the top, if not, you know, I, don't, I won't judge them, but one, two, or three filmmakers in the world right now. And, uh, and it's exciting to see his work, and I just wanted to be near him. I wanted to be, I knew I didn't have a lot to do, but I wanted to be uh, a part of this, this statement, this, this journey that he was gonna take everybody on. It was phenomenal. I mean, this is, this is the kind of material that I, I, I've only really dreamed of working on and to get to do it um, right after my training at Yale was, uh, was an incredible, incredible opportunity and very fulfilling. Um, I learned so much um, working on the set with such veterans and you know people with really amazing um, experience in this industry and it's invaluable. I think you have to show the complexities so that people understand that something akin to that is always possible. Like right now, there are more slaves, people being held as slaves in the world now than there were when Solomon was, was in bondage. So I think presenting the reality keeps, it takes away the possibility that people cannot recognize it when it happens again. Mm -hmm. Slavery itself or the enslavement that we do on ourselves or our loved ones or our co-workers daily in smaller ways. Chiwetel is a very uh, sturdy uh, actor. He, he set the standard. I feel like the lead actors on a set really do set the culture of the set and he was so um, focused and but also relaxed that and it he kind of like allowed the rest of us to have that same kind of um, work ethic you know let's go about this with an efficiency and a, a sense of, of, of duty and uh, he was a comfort to Patsy um, as a character Solomon's a comfort to Patsy and Chiwetel was truly a comfort to me as an actor as well he was a great person to learn, learn from. Hi there maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee 
or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola? Or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth. We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two Bs, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. I love the idea of starting off with someone who's, who, who's a free man in the North because often is, a, often is the case, a lot of people don't even know that there were free, 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 free people in the North, but also because he starts off in a, in a loving, happy family. And that, for an audience, is almost like them. I wanted the Solomon's North to be the people in the audience. So what happens is when Solomon you know, gets put in, into servitude as such, we, we, are, we are with him. We are with him every step of the way. We are Solomon Northup. So to, to go from a normality, a normal situation to a complete surreal situation, you follow him through this sort of surreal journey, which, was, which is called slavery. That was very important to me. So we could, he could, we, he could, we could and he could hold on to something during that journey. We, we discover things as he discovers things. Love survives. I think that's the, that's the main thrust of, of that, it's the main thrust of the story that through hope, through love, through faith, through humanity, one can survive, survive anything. Um, and that's, that, that's obviously attributed to Solomon North because at the end of the day he wrote this book and that's why myself and you are sitting here. I think Solomon's story is timeless. I, I do really do think it's timeless and that's why I think the, the book should be, an, you know, is a classic. Um, it, there is a certain situation where, you know, People have to learn from this book, similar to a book like Anne Frank's diary. People have to learn from that, that these things should never happen again. And um, that's, that's a testimony to Solomon Northup. I hope it's as accurate as we could get it. We had experts working on the film, not just Skip Gates, who's a, an amazing historian. Uh, we had Patty Norris, who's an amazing costume designer. You know, some of the clothes you see in, in the uh, film are actual slave clothes. Clothes were well worn by slaves. For example, Paddy would go to each plantation and take soil samples and match them with the clothes. Uh, we had an amazing uh, production designer, uh, uh, Adam Stockhausen, who was, uh, you know, amazingly painstakingly sort of concerned with accuracy, just as much as I was. So we were very, uh, you know, we, I thought we only had one chance to do this, so we had to get it right. This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com. Thank you for listening.